So this is another episode of Hiring Data Talks. Today I'm sitting with Vainan Carsons. He uh, started website developing almost 20 years ago. Then you developed more as a software developer and you made games. I also read that your yeah. goals for this year are to organize a villa in Bali for AI hackers and entrepreneurs, make an That's AI correct. clone of yourself and make ChatGPT accessible for many more businesses around the world. So yep. before we get into that, the subject for today is to talk about ChatGPT and what we can do with it. But uh, let's start with your uh, goals for this year. Can you tell me a little bit why you chose them? And uh, if Yeah, so um, uh, at the end of last year, end of uh, 2022, uh, of course, ChatGPT came out. Uh, and that uh, changed a lot in my uh, direction because I was already working on a framework uh, uh, kind of for for software development, but then um, uh, I saw that this this thing is so um, transformational in the AI industry. I thought that um, yeah, it would be a good moment to start with AI uh, uh, because of course I've been um, I have a background in AI, but I've never really uh, been all in on it, and that's why I chose 2023 is going to be my year of AI that I will really go all in on that. Um, and also, so the villa, the villa in, in Bali, we're trying to organize that because we want to bring a, a group of people together that, that also like AI as much as, as I do uh, and, uh, and the others we organize it with. And um, yeah, so and the last one, um, the, the clone, well, that's probably more a bit uh, long term, uh, but maybe I'll, I'll get something at, by the end of this year. That will look like a little bit like me, uh, like a, a chatbot that talks like me. That will be cool. Uh, and and I, of course, if you can make a chatbot that that talks like me, then I can make a chatbot that talks like anyone, uh, as long as you have enough data. Uh, so that's uh, I think a very very interesting application. Uh, we we talked already before, and you talked about Gen AI. Uh, yeah, I think. ChatGPT is a part of this. Can you tell me a little bit about what is Gen AI and, and how is this going, going to change everything? Yeah, so uh, Gen AI or generative AI uh, is kind of a, a new buzzword. Uh, I feel that uh, that a lot of people are using and it, it kind of means that there's a lot of AI models now that cannot only classify, like uh, the, the models that have been there for the last decades, but, uh, but can also generate new things in a creative way. Um, so so this, is, uh, this is kind of new. Uh, it has been there for a while, but it, it is really getting good now. And uh, among other things, you have, of course, uh, uh, GPTs like uh, ChatGPT and GPT-3. Those are large language models, uh, but you also have other transformers. Uh, for example, um, um, speech uh, or text-to-speech that's also kind of a generative uh, model i would say and also uh, text-to-image for example um, stable diffusion uh, you can also generate images with that based on a text input and and, and how is this going to change our uh, way of living uh well um i i feel that um that actually uh, gen ai is maybe um still only a small part of, of, of the, the bigger AI landscape that's developing now. And I would, I prefer more the word uh, transformer AI, I would say, because uh, you're actually transforming uh, a piece of information into something else. 
and it can do so in a very creative way in a, and it can create new things. Uh, so uh, I think it's going to change a lot because pre uh, previously we would have needed to do that manually uh, by uh, like cognitive work. Uh, like by, for example, if you want to make uh, some art, you would have to um, you have to uh, really uh, put your brush in the paint uh, for hours and hours. And if you want to write a blog, you would really need to write every letter of it. But now with generative AI, it can make our lives much more efficient if you know how to use it. So everybody will get like a uh, personal assistant. Well, that's uh, that's probably going to happen uh, in the coming years. And I think there's already some examples um, of, of um, there are already uh, companies working on that. Uh, but in the, in, the, in the beginning, I think there will be small mundane tasks that can be automated more and more. Uh, but uh, in the long run, the, these systems will become more and more autonomous and will really understand us, us better also. And that's where the la large language models come in, like ChatGPT. So in what ways do you think that um, ChatGPT3 allows for greater innovation in, uh, in your projects? Um, well, the way we are using GPT uh, or... Uh, yeah, GPT-3, for example, but also ChatGPT um, is uh, we're doing programmatic knowledge transformation is what I call it. So it is not just um, a chatbot where you have input and output and where the human has to fill in a question or fill in a prompt every time and then get a result. Mm -hmm. But instead, we are using it in a programmatic way where uh, you would combine uh, the, the, the thing that you... Um, you input uh, uh, automatically uh, with some context from the user. So you would gather, uh, for example, a, a set of documents. Uh, maybe, for example, you have some audio recordings that you transcribed uh, about meetings or maybe even podcasts, for example. That's uh, a cool example as well, I think. And then you would be able to, um, to programmatically transform those things. Uh, those knowledge, uh, those podcasts, right? They are knowledge and they, you would transform them into something better, uh, automated uh, in an automatic way. Um, and that's how we are using, uh, GPT-3 now and also ChatGPT. And, um, yeah, I think, um, uh, it's a, it's a really interesting way to, to, so, to do, make programs now. So for, um, ChatGPT could help or, or GPT-3 could help this podcast by automating it with subtitles and also making a transcript and maybe turning it even into a newsletter or in post in LinkedIn yep. or cut it up. Would it even, even be able to edit it? Uh, maybe even that. There's already a lot of startups working on that kind of things. Uh, and I think uh, a podcast is one of the most interesting uh, ways to uh, actually... Um, communicate knowledge with each other because you're actually having a long form conversation, right? About some intellectual topic. And I think that that's a really good source for, for creating more things like short, uh, short form content, like social media posts. Uh, and what I'm seeing now with our early results of uh, experimenting with GPT-3 uh, and ChatGPT is that from things like podcasts, you, you can uh, create a lot more than just the podcast. You can for example, get all the most, um, yeah, the, the uh, a summary. You can get uh, uh, the 
the most interesting things that were said. You can also turn it into a blog because it's it's kind of spoken text, but you can turn it into a professionally written text. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of transformations you can do on, on the transcript of a podcast. Yeah, you see uh, many people are using ChatGPT and it also... In, in, the, in the the con the, the content that's being created right now, you sometimes recognize, oh, this is ChatGPT, because a lot of the times it's really nice, a nice flow of the conversation, but not in the total. It's not really that interesting to read. It doesn't give that much new insights. Do you see any limitations at this point? Uh, yeah, there's definitely limitations. Uh, but uh, the thing that you're saying, I think, about that it's maybe not that interesting. It is maybe because it uh, it mostly generates in the current way people are using it because they give a very short prompt and they get a very long answer. But I think if you use it with your own context, with your own documents, for example, with your own podcast that you have talked about yourself for an hour, then you can, you can get a um, and then just do transformations, then it's also not that detectable that it's ChatGPT, but it is also more your own, you know, it's more yeah. your own content. Um, so that I feel is, is more, more interesting in my opinion, because I, I agree with you that that's kind of a limitation that it's easy to detect. And uh, there's also detectors now, by the way, that are able to detect uh, large language models. Um, but there's, of course, there's also some other uh, limitations. Shall I go a bit into that or? Yeah, yeah. so uh, what I'm understanding right now is individuals, basically, if they want to be using chat or AI as an assistant in the future, they need to have a lot of personal data. They need to have things they wrote, yeah. things they've made in videos. And the, be the more they have, the better the assistant will work for them. That's what you're saying. Um, yeah, d depends on how you want to use it. But I definitely think it would be an advantage to have more data uh, from yourself. And that's actually, I agree that I think that that's also a, a problem right now because a lot of people are using uh, hundreds of different tools uh, in order to, to, to spread their knowledge, but they're not keeping it themselves. In the beginning, like 20 years ago, when we all had Windows 95, everybody was using their own file system to store everything. But I think that has gone more into all these uh, diverse tools and it's harder to get everything together right now because it's all in different places in these cloud platforms yeah everything is fragmented so do you have any tips on that part how should you be owner of your own data <clears throat> yeah if you, I, I am working on that a lot um and uh, in my, i i am trying to now uh, create a system to 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 kind of uh, do everything again with your file system but still have all the advantages that all the cloud gives you uh, but uh, of course, that system is not ready yet. Uh, but if you want to do, uh, if you want to start collecting more of your own data, uh, which I would totally 100% recommend, not may maybe for this year, but maybe for five years down the road when it's all super, super good, um, or maybe already next year, of course, you will have more and more benefit from having your own data. So if you want that, I would definitely recommend, uh, for example, with meetings to record as much as possible and store it on your own file system or somewhere at one as long as it is in one place and also reducing the amount of different tools that you get uh, that you're using uh, is a very uh, important one I would say because then it becomes easier to, to get it in one place uh, and then the last thing uh, is the, that you look a bit better at the tools that you're using and, and also look at if they create a lock-in so uh, do they do they actually allow you to export your data or do they want to keep it for themselves? 
mm. um, because if they only want to keep it for yourself, uh, for themselves, and they don't allow you to 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 download or export or maybe integrate with an API, then it is just much harder to to get it for yourself later. So you have been working on a, lo a lot of projects. Um, <coughs> one you mentioned in another conversation that we had was Clarity. C can you tell me? Some, some of the interesting things you are building, for example, on ChatGPT. Yeah, uh, definitely. So um, I think the most, uh, so I, I've written down three of them. So I think uh, we, are, we, are work, we are working on a, a lot of different things at the same time because we're still uh, very much exploring the capabilities of, of these new uh, models. But the one of, I think uh, is quite interesting is, is making it uh, more, uh, more efficient to 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 communicate uh, with uh, things like LinkedIn and email. Um, so we're using um, GPT to to help you write better responses to emails and messages. Um, right, using because your they're own, already uh, right context, now you for example you see people that they copy paste the text that they got from an email and then they put it in ChatGPT and say write me an email. But you're saying you can integrate that in your email tooling. Exactly. Yeah, there are um, there are already some tools that can do that. I think, uh, for example, tryally.com is a good example. Um, that's a, a small AI tool that I believe is still in beta, but um, they they make it they make it completely integrated with your email. So you just have to click a couple buttons, and you get a response. And um, what we but what we are trying to do is the same like that, but for LinkedIn. Because uh, you have and also a bit, uh, a bit more standard uh, messages, thanks, hello, goodbye. But now you exactly. want to really have it go much deeper, and then it will read all of much your deeper. chat. So it it will read your messages that you send to other people as well, and the current it conversation. Could. Yeah. Okay, and then it will make a perfect response. It it could do that uh, completely autonomously if you want, based on the chat history. But if you want, you can also, of course, if you have a very uh, specific uh, uh, piece of information that you want to be saying to that person. Maybe you want to add a, a couple details and then you can say generate response based on that. Uh, mm. And I feel that that uh, is probably the best way because you don't want to do let the AI do everything for you yet. Yes, then everybody's having conversations with the computer. Yeah. And maybe it's just I, computers I talking like to computers. That much. Yeah, exactly. And, and we and will what, see the outcome. Why, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Managers can just yeah. say, ignore all recruiters. Just say, <laughs> send a, a nice uh, message back. Hey, recruiter, at this point, I'm not interested. Well, it can be uh, a good way to reply. And then at the moment that they actually yeah. do need recruiters that they say, yes, hey, I'm now I'm interested. Yeah, maybe it's better than uh, completely ignoring if you get too many messages, uh, for example, uh, then uh, maybe a nice message immediately would be better, right? I th I then at so. least... Uh, yeah, then um, so, so hopefully you... it will improve it. But like you said, like maybe in the future where computers will be talking to computers all the time and, and you don't even know what's going on, I don't think that uh, would be that nice. No, so how, you, you you told me about that LinkedIn, but you also have other uh, tools that you, yeah. you're building. You had three. Yeah, so uh, the other one is uh, we are trying to analyze um, uh, audio. So mostly, for example, calls, uh, podcasts, meetings, and trying to, to turn that into different formats. So, so do pro programmatic knowledge transformation on those things. Because I feel that those are uh, very valuable pieces of um, like source knowledge. Uh, and, and we are 
yeah, now looking at how to do that. Um, what kind of uh, benefits could it have in the future? Why so do we I want think this? That, um, I think it will be uh, possible to do much more with uh, a, a one very, a very valuable conversation that you have with someone. So if you have a very intellectual, interesting conversation, normally it would be with one person. And we already share it now with the podcast. But if we are applying this, these tools, we can also share it, uh, like you said in the beginning, with a, in, a, in a blog post. And maybe we can make uh, some social media content based on it, some videos, some uh, some uh, uh, LinkedIn posts, and, and and for every platform you have a type, a kind of a different format, but you're still saying the same thing, right? So yeah. if you just transform it in a different format, then uh, you can you can automate that. So you're basically saying that um, audio will be searchable. That's also possible, yeah. Yeah, we are transcribing it, and uh, the transcription is amazing. It, uh, especially in English, especially with high-quality audio, it's it's uh, it's it almost has no mistakes. So the transcribing still goes to text, right? Yeah, transcribing. Uh, so that's the first step, indeed. So you have a, an audio recording, you turn it into uh, into text, and that's the raw uh, transcription. It uh, the right. only thing it, it changes from that is that it removes the um and and. And that kind of thing. Uh, so it, it improves it a little bit already. Uh, but after that, you would have a second step where you apply a GPT uh, model on it in order to clean it up further. Yeah, I can imagine that this is great for sales, for example, or for uh, many other occupations where you call a lot. So yep. for sales, if all my, of my calls will be registered and notes would be automatically be made, it would be amazing. Like Because next time you will call and just, or you can even, remember something you talked about and just search it or ask ChatGPT. Yep, hey, can you can definitely. you look back who was that guy that i talked about uh, about planets or whatever you're talking about and then it will find you that information right now it's too exactly uh, so so yeah we're still uh very limited now with, with videos because uh or, or audio because now you would have to do a lot of steps in order to transcribe it and then search file by file for example but uh i'm also working on the so the analyzing part so you would have basically an ai maybe it will be done already this year a little bit but maybe next year where you could just ask uh, a question to your own knowledge base so you would have a you ha would have a yeah you would have a, a google for your own files for your own knowledge and your own meetings your own documents everything you can ask um, it, it will work the same in a similar way than like ChatGPT does. And how do you build uh, stuff with Gen AI? Um, so, so we are uh, using full stack TypeScript as a programming language. Um, uh, and I think the most important uh, consideration if you want to build things, uh, for example, if you're a startup now that wants to do cool things with, uh, with uh, Gen AI or transformative AI, maybe, um, I think the most important choice you have to make is uh, which models are you going to be using. And there's a lot of things you have to take into consideration uh, to do that. Um, but I feel like uh, GPT-3 is a really good one right now. But it also depends a lot on your use case. Um, you can also, uh, you should also probably make a choice. Do you want to use uh, third-party APIs to do all the, all the work? Or do you want to run it on people's machine locally? Because some of these models actually also run, uh, uh, can run on your own infrastructure as a company. But now, for example, with GPT-3, you can only run it in, in the cloud with OpenAI. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and Azure later. Yeah, that's decentralized um, versus uh, centralized uh, AI. And, and, and exactly. I guess especially on privacy concerns that, that might be uh, it, of interest. It's a very important uh, consideration indeed. Like uh, if you have a, a use case where you where you want uh, all the data, where you are working with sensitive data, then you want it to be more uh, either on your own infrastructure or maybe even all the way down uh, locally at the, the user's computer or server. Um, okay. Instead of uh, having it all in the cloud. Yeah. How do you envision um, GPT-3 evolving and improving in the future? Um, well, uh, GPT-3 by itself will probably not uh, change a lot uh, anymore, but of course the successors of it, for example, ChatGPT is a successor of GPT uh, or ChatGPT-3. Uh, uh, that one um, will probably become available as an API. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Um, it's, it's probably going to happen in March, I believe. That uh, oh no, sorry. Uh, so I'm not sure about when the API will be available of ChatGPT, but GPT-4 is likely to come out uh, maybe in, in March or maybe April. Uh, and then, um, of course, uh, the bigger these models get uh, and the more trained they are on human feedback, the better answers they will be able to generate. Um, but why so do we that's need these APIs? Thing. What is what is important about them? <clears throat> oh, the API is, is, is basically a, a way to make possible for programmers to use it in a programmatic way. So instead of having only the 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 chatbot in the browser where you can uh, send a request and you get a response with copy paste all the time you would be able to make programs and applications with it so that's yeah. super important um yeah and then um uh, i think the models will get bigger but then also there's of course a lot of uh, limitations of uh, the current language models that we are seeing uh, so maybe uh, maybe I, I i really think that these uh, limitations also need to be tackled because we can we can make them bigger, but these limitations will not go away by themselves by just making the models bigger. Um, and 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 the biggest limitation I think is the the context size. Uh, so you cannot uh, ask uh, ChatGPT to 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 uh, answer a question about an entire book that you provided because it's just too big of a request. And it doesn't really tend to work that well after about 3,000 words, then the answers become worse. Um, so, um, so that's a limitation that needs to be addressed. And then also, um, there's also the limitation of like, if you ask it a very uh, complex uh, question, usually it, it tends to perform worse as well. So it, it tends to perform better if you, if you instead um, split up the prompt into, in, into chains of, of multiple prompts after each other. Um, so that's also a limitation and potentially a solution to that limitation. Um, and then also um, there's the, the limitation is that this, this language model doesn't really have a good memory. So it, it basically is trained one time and then it, it will, it can remember one conversation, but it doesn't create a, a context around you, you know? So that's a, that's a problem because then- Is that still also with the paid uh, version that came out like uh, this week? Uh, I think so. I think so. It's, it's definitely something that can improve upon a lot still. And that will probably take years to, to fully make it really good, you know. And that's a completely different uh, thing than what they are doing now. They're just increasing the size, making it faster, making it more accessible. 
Um, so I definitely think that it will be something that will take a lot of years to, to, to perfect. Um, and then there's also the, the problem of hallucination. Uh, I don't know if you have uh, noticed, but sometimes if you ask a very specific question about a very specific topic, it might give you an answer that it thinks it knows it, but it will just be something that isn't true, uh, some, some, some bullshit basically. Um, uh, and and that's, that's called hallucination. So it will basically um, say something that it, it, it thinks it's true, but it's basically hallucinated, imagined. And uh, that's a big problem. And that's a, that's also at the core of how this architecture, how this technology works. And it's very hard to solve that. So in, the, in up and coming uh, time, it will get better. Of course, uh, it will be more useful. It's already pretty useful. We will get more applications that are built on top of uh, ChatGPT or on top of other uh, big AIs that are out there. And that it will become more usable for us in our daily lives. What do you see? For example, uh, for a recruiter, how would you see our lives improve? Yeah, so uh, like uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, I think the integration with LinkedIn uh, is probably a really uh, useful one for you, and also email um, because you're you're communicating a lot, and uh, but also analyzing meetings, right? Uh, so you have a lot of meetings, you have a lot of calls. Um, so if you can do more with those in, those uh, those things that you do. If you can make uh, your time more valuable because you can do, you can produce more, uh, and you can help people better because of it. Yeah, uh, I think that that will be a, a, a very big incre increase in in how productive you can be with eight hours in a day. I can also see that a lot of the times you're sending an email to somebody and they don't respond. That you have to do a follow-up email, maybe even two. Um, I, don't, I don't think this is just for recruiters. This is for everybody. Project managers following up with their uh, the people on their teams. Hey, how are you doing? Give, give me an update. And I think AI can help you in this part as well. Like really tracking who yeah. did, did respond, who didn't respond, and just tell yeah. uh, tell the computer, hey, we want to have uh, everybody who didn't respond. They need to get an email uh, about this, this, and this. Give me updates and. Then when they do get the updates, you want them automatically move to update it in your system, right? You want to exactly. If you are yeah. a project manager, you would like to have uh, whatever tool you're using updated on the status. Hey, they are now on sixty percent instead of fifty. Yeah, think, definitely. Uh, this is one use for managers. Yeah, it, we will only yeah, figure good. out in the next months and years what what's possible. But as if we can think of it, it's probably possible. Yes, I think so. Uh, as long as you split it up into, yeah, uh, like a programmer always does, like split it up into smaller pieces and then solve every piece separately and then you get it done. So we need to all start uh, working on bite-size coding and then just put everything together and then we have a good solution. But do you, do you see these companies uh, competing with each other for market share and, and how does that work? Because you, you are obviously a smaller entrepreneur. You do work a lot with other entrepreneurs and you're yep. hyped about this, this topic. You love it. You want to get bring it further. You want to be part of it. How does that work? Yeah, so uh, of course, it, I, I see it as a completely new landscape now. Uh, so I think uh, if you're fast now, if you're quick to market, you can take a really big chunk. And that's what we're aiming for. Um, because it's a completely new technology that is, is, is potentially applicable to almost every industry. 
and your uh, focus right now is uh, voice and ChatGPT. That's why uh, you put it in your LinkedIn yep. as, as, as your title. That's your focus yes. area. That's my focus area. Yeah, that's like the movie uh, Her, where everything is built on voice. We don't. Yeah, have, yeah, uh... I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the future for you. Just talk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to personally uh, work more from nature and not so much behind the screen or in an office. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, with, if you can use voice to do productive work, then it's totally possible. We, it's, it's already tricky because I sometimes do voice messages and then you have to put like a dot and it doesn't really make the words that I want and then I need to think about yeah. it and then sometimes I want to go back a phrase. How do you see this developing? Well, that will definitely be solved. If you just put a large language model behind it and make it uh, more professionally written instead of just uh, spoken language, then it will totally be possible to, to to improve that and place the dots automatically. Yeah, we do, because we are not used to, uh, like if you write an email, you can think about it, you can pause for a second, think about it, write it. But if you're talking, I was amazed by that in the movie Her, he was just, saying his email and he was making phrase by phrase so easily i think it's maybe even training our mind to work in a different way or that's the difference yep. between speech and writing text written text yeah uh, of course i think uh, there's also advantages to having a text editor because you are able to look at it back and improve things before you send it uh, but uh, it's not necessarily the only way. And I think, uh, uh, like you say, if you train your brain a bit on it, uh, you will get better at it. Uh, but I don't. I also don't think it necessarily needs to be like in the movie Her. I don't think you need to say everything piece by piece perfectly in, in one time because the, the ChatGPT, the large language models, can help you improve it afterwards. And, uh, and that will pro may maybe will be enough. Yeah, did you mean this or would you prefer this? And then did, yeah. if we look back, uh, let's say uh, 30, 40 years from now to this moment, w which things do you think are absolutely obsolete? So uh, what would be obsolete? Uh, what are we not using? What, what is what is weird? Yeah, this oh. is a question just popped in. Um, what do you think? Uh, for example, I'm thinking maybe we're not using mouses and keyboards anymore. Yeah, I think so. I think that those things are going away, uh, but 40 years is a long time. Um, I, I think uh, I think potentially it, it can be depends on what you want. And I, I think uh, mouses and keyboards are, are are very useful and maybe they're still useful then uh, because you can quickly be very precise on what you want to do. Uh, but uh, but definitely will also be possible with voice and maybe even uh, integrating with the brain, like uh, Neuralink, stuff like that. Yeah, 40 years is a long time. If you yeah. think back 40 years from, it was 93. Oh, no, 983, okay. sorry. Yeah. And it, there, were not a, there was not even functional internet, no fast exactly. computers, no, no Windows. Yeah, and now we're at the dawn of AI. So uh, at least, uh, uh, yeah, that was then internet was invented in the 80s. And now, or in the nineties even, and now uh, AI is is really becoming big this year. Interesting. Well, I always love to uh, just think a little bit about the future. I um, want to thank you for your time. If people want to sign up for your villa in Bali, how do they do that? Uh, you can go to codefrombali.com, and there will be some uh, information there and, and uh, a button to 
or an email, to, yeah, a place where you can sign up. And these kind of people need to be uh, chill people who want to work in AI, code a little bit, not too serious. Yes. Yeah, if you if you love AI like like I do, and if you like to also have a good lifestyle around it, then you should come. Good. I would like to thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was great having you here, and uh, well, we, I'm sure we'll talk again in the future. Maybe we can do a follow-up podcast on a specific tool that you have been building and see the success yeah. of it. Sounds good. Thank you.